Sir, we've had a little problem. These two women are just arriving. They objected to giving up their weapons. Klingons do not surrender their weapons. Who are you? We are Lursa and Bator of the House of Duras. Hello and welcome to the Duras Sisters podcast. We are not Klingons, but we are sisters. And I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Rihanna. And today is a wonderful day because it is the first episode of our Mirror Universe series. Today we are talking about the original series, only Mirror episode, Mirror, Mirror. Mirror, Mirror. Okay, so this is an incredible time to be alive. We are finally arriving at a Mirrorverse series. It's a theme of Star Trek. You know, this is something that's Star Trek has decided to carry on throughout each show or throughout quite a lot of shows. And I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet, but also that's just so on brand for us. We want to do cool and different stuff and not go with the mold, I guess. And so I was like, you know what? It's time for the mold (laughs) to come back and for us to talk about something (laughs) quintessentially Trek. (laughs) What a weird sentence. No one ever wants mold like back in their bathroom, you know? (laughs) Like, oh, thank God, there's more black mold. (laughs) Yes, oh, I've been waiting. (laughs) Rihanna, okay, so if you are are a longtime Dura Sisters pod fan, and I realize we don't really have a name for you all. I, I was reading a bunch of like marketing tips on how to grow your audience, and it's like, call your listeners a name and we don't um i I mean i think of you thank you you're the listeners you're you're all like in the house of duras together i would like to think of us as a reformed house of duras you know we have a good agenda for the high council yeah we're still lursa mature though if you have been of the house of duras for the past three years with us you will know that we have been wanting to do the mirror universe series since before even the pilot series like i'm pretty sure the mirror was one of the first like ideas we ever had to do the pod because it's such an obvious theme as rihanna said there are so many episodes throughout all of trek but i am so glad that we are doing it now because we as a pod have built such a solid foundation we've talked about so many different things in the star trek universe and we've been avoiding the mirror universe like the plague and some episodes we will just mention like two minutes of the mirror universe because we know that we're (laughs) saving it for this massive exciting pod that we have planned for you all so personally Rihanna thank you so much you are finally the one who had the balls to pick mirror (laughs) (laughs) we've been just going back and forth all along and Rihanna finally said it's time I think it's because it's like you said that the pod has matured we are ready we're ready to talk about this um and we know the characters more I think that's another huge part of why I wanted to choose this was because we know so much more more through investigating characters through these other themes, you know, and these other series past that we've done, that it's good to, that we took some time to wait, you know, and covet this series. And there's so much to unpack about the Mirrorverse and the Mirror Universe. Um, I think that it's such a unique and interesting concept you know, and it's something so Trek. And Ashlyn and I usually, when we start out a series, talk about elements of our theme in other shows, right? We talk about like time travel in other shows or death fake out or whatever. This time we're like, are there other mirror universes, you know, and in other fiction genres? And 
at least for me, the only thing I could think that's similar enough is the evil doppelganger trope, you know, that is a thing that, again, I can only think of Star Trek with like lore, you know, <laughs> but it still is apparent in other realms of fiction and sci-fi and fantasy that there's going to be this evil version of you um, type thing, but it's never in this separate confined universe that you can accidentally travel to, you know? So I think that that is really interesting and a fun way to talk about this because Ashlyn, unless you've thought of anything else and we can definitely ask our listeners, you know, email us, DM us, if you think about other forms of fiction. That well, have so this weird universe, actually but... I did a little bit of preparation unlike okay, um, yeah. some people. Um, wow. <laughs> I did a five-second Google search, and and, uh, the Mirror Universe, so there's a similar version of this. It's called the Bizarro Universe in the DC comic book series, and it's basically exactly like the Mirror Universe where everyone is, like, evil, but it's, it's very intriguing, and I mean, the whole idea of the multiverse is that every possible existence is possible like there's an infinity versions of yourselves or of of the universe at least and there are some universes where you're just going to be completely evil it turns out and Mm -hmm. this leads me to say that i don't want you all to be confused that this is a alternate universe series because with trek we have to specify and this is only mirror universe episodes i think we could definitely do an alternate universe series or at least a mini series on the patreon at some point because Easy. that is a whole nother bucket of items to discuss. So this is mirror only. And Rihanna, I, I just want to make sure, did you have any other like inspiration besides choosing this series or creating our watch list? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so inspired. I think mostly I would love just to talk about mirror, mirror and about TOS because it gets to do a lot, right? I mean, we're, we're seeing that TOS is inventing a lot of the stuff that we're seeing in the rest of Trek, of course, it's the canon, it's the original canon, it's Sir Conan Doyle's original novels, you know, kind of thing. And the establishment of the Mirror Universe is, was so impactful from one episode, you know, so spoilers, if you haven't seen the rest of Star Trek, um, Mirror Universe comes back in other series, that's why we chose it for a series. not through every single one of Trek's series, so we're going to be skipping some this- Which is tragic, like no yeah. Voyager? <laughs> no. And no TNG, I'm oh. so sorry. Um, but it does give us more time to explore the realm and explore what Roddenberry started with it and what the Trek writers continued with it in the future. So. Today, of course, we're just going to be talking about Mirror Mirror, about this episode that started the entire thing. Again, I mean, if you think about TOS episodes, as far as like their legacy, Amok Time started fan fiction. The Mirror (laughs) Universe started the rest of the Mirror Universes, which was a pinnacle of Star Trek Discovery. Um, Space Seed invented the greatest Star Trek movie of all time, Wrath of Khan. (laughs) Like, these episodes have such a massive legacy from their impact. And so I think it's really cool to think about how, like, sure, it's a a go-to TOS episode. It's probably on those, a million of those uh, 
top 10 Star Trek best episodes of all time, you know, and that's part of it is it's made so well and it's done so well and introduced very well. But the other thing is that like it also leaves room for ambiguity and for this open world to continue. And so I think the Star Trek writers were like, let's pounce on that. Let's use the source material as much as often to connect these worlds and expand more on them. So kudos to the writers for continuing on with the mirror universe. It would have been sad if it were only contained to TOS. You know, I think TNG was trying to not be TOS. And so they didn't want to do, they did what the naked now, and that's it. <laughs> Basically they did some others that are references of course, but it's McCoy still very and true. Scotty, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very true to Star Trek, but it's still being its own thing. And then I think Deep Space Nine is far enough removed that they're like, you know what? Let's play around with TOS some more. Let's go back to Tribbles. Let's go back to the mirror universe, that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited to talk about that stuff later, but today we are just focusing on mirror mirror. And also just so y'all are ready and prepared, um, if you are Enterprise fans, when we discuss Enterprise, we will actually be going back and watching a TOS episode again. So there is one more that connects to the mirror universe in an adjacent way that was like answered in Enterprise. So if any of you hardcore mirrorverse fans who are like don't leave out this tos episode we're not don't worry <laughs> i don't know if anyone's thinking about that but i'd like to do I, I'm a lot of research they, about this you know? i'm wondering if like if anyone knows what episode you're even talking about yeah. in either shows so, so literally so yeah hardcore fans yeah. unite yeah and this this is we're kind of breaking a rule because we generally try to keep the episodes in their correct series but this is a very special circumstance and like we've been talking about the mirror universe series is going to be something very special and very exciting so yeah and it breaks it, all of its own it rules breaks anyway. yeah literally literally so yeah. this is the right series to start breaking rules and, well, and yeah you know ashlyn the other thing i was going to say about that is like as a writer we're always told that like if you become a good enough writer, then you can break all the rules of writing that you want. You just have to do it in a way that's like, how did they pull that off? How they get away with that? So like, I think we've become good enough podcasters that we can get away with breaking our own rules. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what makes it fun. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. So this is already starting off great. Rihanna. Okay, first a couple of announcements. Um, my husband is sick at home with COVID at the moment. And so oh, if you hear so some sorry. coughing, we're doing our best to take it out of the editing, but you oh. never know. Um, well, Ashlyn told me if you hear some what, Naruto? Some Naruto. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> okay, uh, also if you hear any Naruto, just forgive my husband. Like he he can watch whatever he wants while he has no. COVID. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I was happy to hear that. <laughs> Man, he's been flying through it. He's almost done. And there's like 900 episodes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> it's better soon and that you don't yes. touch it, Ashlyn. Yeah. And I also just want to say like this is our 13th series. So I just had to drop a fun fact because um, our today is the game of uh, <laughs> the Chiefs versus the uh, Packers. So basically it's Taylor Swift versus Simone Biles and 13 is Taylor's <laughs> oh lucky God. number. So I'm just dropping wow. a little Easter egg in the pod for all of you Swifties out there that we're celebrating Taylor Swift on our 13th <laughs> series release. And I know that's wow, very, yes. you know, we're Thank definitely you, a low key Swifty podcast. We try not to be. Oh, yeah. So we try not to be. <laughs> I try actively <laughs> to be. So <laughs> I think we have two different intentions. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just try to like drop hints, but not be too obvious about it. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Well, to be obvious about it, um, we are actually, you know how we made all those friendship bracelets for the Taylor Swift concert and for the Eras tour movie. I don't know if I didn't make more. I just brought more. <laughs> but I made now... more. I made new oh, ones you did. for the nice. movie. Yeah. I love that. I got a couple from this um, shop that like sells Eras tour bracelets. It's very cute. Anyway, <laughs> we have decided that we are going to make Dura Sisters themed bracelets this year to give out as a part of our holiday card. So we hope sincerely that if you would like a holiday card this year um, and a friendship bracelet, uh, that you will. <laughs> this give is us so your cute addresses. of us, Rihanna. <laughs> we are so cute. cute. <laughs> cute little Swifties, Trekkies. <laughs> If you will please give us your addresses via email or in any of our social media DMs, we promise we won't give it to anyone else. No, and we will just us. send you our beautiful holiday card that we are designing this year. Yeah. And Ashlyn wrote a beautiful letter last year, so she's going to reprise that role this year. So the, Making the letter is so fun because it's very cathartic for me because I get to look at the stats of how we've grown as a pod or the kind of things that we've accomplished during the year because yeah. Rihanna and I are not really, I mean, on the pod, we make a, a mention, we try to like celebrate our milestones, but we, like we yeah. kept forgetting our 100th episode. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Like Rihanna and I are just so like nose to the Star Trek grindstone that we forget mm -hmm. to celebrate. And so we're very happy to share these like fun statistics and and uh just like warm greetings from us to you this season so just be a lookout on our social media i will be dropping information this week about that and we'll be requesting your address if you got a letter from us last year you unless you move you don't need to send us your address because we will just good we'll just have fun and mail you a letter even if you don't want one so get ready <laughs> good luck. yeah, yeah. <laughs> good luck with that please recycle it if you don't want it though because like don't you know rihanna's like throw them away jeez put them up on your fridge for like a day at least day. Then you can throw it away wow rihanna oh, says man. who cares <laughs> No, no, I was thinking that people who don't want it, I'm like, at least don't throw it away, you know, recycle <laughs> is the answer. <laughs> well, and Ashlyn, I was thinking too, not all of my bracelets are going to be the same. So each of oh, y'all are yeah. getting individual, unique bracelets. I never make the same bracelet because it's boring. And I will say, because yeah. when I remade my T-Swift bracelets for the movie, I mm -hmm. also made a Dura Sisters pod one. And it is yes. my favorite one that I have ever made. I wear it almost every day. I wish I had it on today. Yeah, I'm just excited to customize these for you. And we're doing yeah. it because we love our listeners. We're such a homely little podcast that Literally. we are <laughs> sending and sending you, you out gifts yes i'd also say if you're sending your address and you have a specific bracelet request give it i'll make one you know I'm, i love requests because mm -hmm. it's a chance to be creative yeah yeah something from the pod you know probably but it can be star trek related too like anything <laughs> we just love you and we're excited to celebrate this year that we've had it's been a really awesome year i can't believe that once again we're starting a new series at the end of the year that's so exciting we never plan this out in advance like a lot of pods will drop episodes like you know pl yeah. plan them months before that is not how we roll and yet we have these amazing coincidences so yeah. i think to starting out 2024 with the mirror universe series is going to be interesting to say the <laughs> least we're going to be doing a lot of deep dives so absolutely <laughs> yeah
Okay, so the last bit of housekeeping that we have today is that for patrons, you might have forgotten about the patrons because we're being so friendly to our, all of our listeners. But for the patrons, we have a review of the Space Nine documentary dropping before 2024. We are planning this one out early. And uh, if you are in the House of Duras, which is $12 a, a month or more, you can access this documentary. Uh, we hope you enjoy we're very excited about that and if you are interested in becoming a member of any of our patreon tiers you can go to patreon.com slash the dura sisters podcast because you get gifts like every month for a lot of tiers even if it's like yeah in the six dollars so Duras and above you you're gonna be every month flooded with yeah. stickers yeah absolutely <laughs> and flooded. more the duras and above get like um magnets and pins and stuff so yeah also we just recorded an episode with green shirt pod we were delighted to guest on their episode where we reviewed second chances which is the tng episode and john tebolds who was on this podcast during our time travel series he during the recording held up a bunch of duras stickers because he's also a patron so amazing and yeah. i was just so i was full of warmth i was so happy like mm -hmm. so so delighted so if you want to get in on this sticker moment like i said head over to patreon.com slash the duras sisters podcast okay yeah. And go listen to Green Shirt Pod and Open Pike Night. Yes, um, both yes. amazing podcasts, and we were so happy to be on with them. I'm sure they're they have a great episode schedule, <laughs> release schedule. Like oh, we do they not, totally so. do. No, I think they said the episode was going to be out like at the end of December. So we're giving yeah. you all a sneak peek. But in the meantime, go catch up. Go go listen to the rest of their episodes, and then yeah, you can hear the one with us. Absolutely. Okay. So, Ashlyn, it's a new yes, series, which means we have new questions, which is so exciting, <laughs> always, to sort of change up the questions. I think it was around, like, time travel that we actually, or love and affection, I mean, that we started to change questions halfway through. We were like, wait, we can do that every new series. And that's been just such a delight. So, Ashlyn, the first question that we have is sort of a standard question that we're just going to ask at the beginning of this episode and when and if we have guests on the podcast to talk about the mirror universe but Ashlyn I'm curious what do you think you would be like in the mirror universe so you travel there or you are there who are you what is your role in the empire I mean, this is a huge question. This is this is a massive ask of you, Rihanna. <laughs> um, so I just going based off of the rules that the mirror universe seems to have set up is that you and I don't know, I'm just going to crack this open now because are the people always exact opposites of who they are? Because I feel like a lot of the time they are similar people, but have yes. been exposed to completely different societies. Okay, in Star Trek, I would say I'm probably probably like a ferengi type person like i i feel like i would like steal and cheat <laughs> and like try to get away with some really crazy stuff and so i would probably like be on a, a scout ship or so, or something yeah. i don't know like a, like a i think i'd be a traitor i wouldn't even be in the federation <laughs> because i still think i probably wouldn't like living under like the tyranny of a government it's just sure my idea so i think i'd be like in the underbelly of the world mm -hmm. i i would hope i'd be like a really cool like badass fighter who's like fighting people <laughs> for gold or something Ooh, um okay. and i would just be having relations with every person that i met i think <laughs> yeah. also yeah yes. at the same time i would go completely 
you like ho, ho phase for life yeah, <laughs> yeah. like every species every gender Mm -hmm. every possible situation would be what I would want to be involved with. So I, this. yeah, I think that sounds right for me. Yeah. Rihanna, um, what about you? Wow. Who are you in the, in the mirror universe? Are you um, the Kelpian that they're eating? Hey, um, <laughs> sorry. I was roast. thinking about that. Like, like you said, I'm not a completely different person. I think that the mirror, <laughs> here's the problem is I'm already <laughs> like a baby. Like, <laughs> I'm very soft to this world. I have a lot of empathy and a lot of things hurt. And so it's like either it'd be even harder <laughs> or I'd somehow like lose my empathy and just like shut everything down and be completely disconnected to my emotions that I would just like put on a fucking face. So you're saying you're like, Spock? <laughs> no, not even because I'd just be like cold and mm. awful and like a bitch basically <laughs> so i'd probably be like a bitch it's in this empire i'd be like low level there's no way i'm climbing the ladder I'm not killing people i might have to you know to survive mm -hmm. but like but you wouldn't want to rank up no i want to stay as <laughs> unseen and unknown as possible <laughs> in the lower ranks i mean it might be worse than the lower ranks though i just be like dog eat dog every day who knows we don't really get a Lower Decks um, Mirrorverse episode yet. Yet. Yet is the operative <laughs> yet word. Yeah, is the main word. So maybe, well, we won't buy this series, but. Well, we had, um, I mean, there's a tiny in I Excretus. Yeah, I was thinking that. But. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about a 20-minute episode. <laughs> we can have a, no, we can have a five-minute episode about that scene. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'd stay away from most people. Still be gay as hell. Nothing's going to change that, you know, so. I'm sure I'd find some lesbians that really terrified me <laughs> that I would like let choke me or whatever. So <laughs> I think I'd be that kind of person, you know, like I think Worf literally had Garrick on a leash. I'd probably be Garrick on the leash. So <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> this is amazing. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait to get to Deep Space Nine, bro. It's going to be next level. Insane. I know. I know. <laughs> Okay, so that was an insane question. Um, that also very, it's weird to hear us talk about, like, I know you so yeah. well, Rihanna, and like, yeah. we know each other so well. It's funny to think in these universes, like, would yeah. we, I guess we would still be sisters, but yeah. like, how You'd did be we? be plundering. <laughs> I'd be <laughs> cowering. <laughs> Sounds right. And I'd call you and be like, hey, like, Yo. what's up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> literally nothing i'm just trying not to be known today <laughs> i did not get um punished in the yeah i did not get a today. Yeah. <laughs> or a pain what is it called or um that was weird he had the little thing on his belt agonizer like oh my god yeah, yeah. oh my gosh okay well that was very yeah that was interesting lightning <laughs> now i have a different question and this is going to be the one that we're going to ask for every episode for the rest of the series who would be your mirror ally in the episode mirror mirror so say that you are on the away team rihanna your doppelganger has been switched to the prime universe you are here in mirror who of the people on the enterprise are you teaming up with to help you get back to your universe um <laughs> well it's spock i mean I have an action figure of mirror bearded Spock here 
with me <laughs> as we speak. I also have a Funko Pop of Bearded Spock. Um, Rhea's that's ready. The point. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, I think, to be honest, Logic and Spock go hand in hand so much that like, even in this universe, he can still see reason and still understand what's going on. And so to be honest, I would probably go from the start and be like Mr. Spock, like say I'm the captain, like Kirk or if I were her even or Scotty, I'd be like, can I just talk to you for a second and be like, bro, just mind meld with me. Let's get this situation worked out. I know that I mean, sure, I'd have to figure out who what kind of man he was first, but he's Spock and still in this universe, he is using logic to help understand what's going on. So it's it's Spock 100% for me. <laughs> There's like really no question. I mean, Spock is the perfect answer because I feel like when you're looking for an ally in this universe, you want someone who is very open-minded and can even consider the possibility that there might be a different universe and that helping you is advantageous to them as well. Like that's a way to get common ground and work together when you seem to be coming from opposite sides of a spectrum. And so literally, Rihanna, perfect answer. Cannot applaud you enough. Great job. (laughs) Thank you. I I'm just for sake of being different because I of course would choose Spock in the situation. Yeah, sure. Although I did, Rian and I were talking on the phone earlier. I did say check off earlier. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> him and I can like take down Kirk. I mean, especially if I'm like, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm like a I'm fighting I'm someone. Broke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going rogue. <laughs> could be hired to like take down Kirk with check off. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's this lady on the Enterprise. <laughs> But I guess uh, you'd be your normal self. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, in the ISS infiltration. Yeah. But I'm going to choose Marlena or Marlena, however you say it. I'm choosing yeah. Kirk's little lover in this episode because she trusts Kirk implicitly. So hopefully I'd be in a Kirk type situation. Sure, um, yeah. But she, she, she seems to be pretty reasonable. And what she wants is power. And she understands that that's what you need to have in order to climb the ladder. And so her like use of the Tantalus field is incredibly helpful if she's on your side. And so I would definitely charm her. You know, I would charm her. I would charm the pants (laughs) off of (laughs) Miss Marlena. Um, (laughs) And then I would get her to kill evil Sulu for me as well. Mm -hmm. So that's i mean that's that's what i'm going with she she seems like definitely an ally in this situation yeah even when she knows the truth which is cool yeah yes okay now last thing i hope you're enjoying our warm-up to this pod there's only one episode to yeah Yeah. long long intro uh there's only one episode to talk about so we can kind of take our time so that means it's time to choose our action figures and i'm so so excited because i finally for the first time in my life have all of my star trek action figures on display they're not quite organized yet but i will be posting a picture this week and you can all praise me (laughs) you look incredible i see them in the background right now i repainted this like wooden shelf that you hang on the wall so it's in my recording room and then i added glitter i painted it black and added glitter so it looks like all the action figures are like chilling in space so that's who i will be choosing the glorious winner from today okay sounds good and i'll be choosing from my Dinky bag. I'm gonna go right in the middle. Ashlyn is blindly closing her eyes and choosing from the shelf. <laughs> you, know, you probably heard Danny's cough attack while I chose the action figure. Oh, I did not. Poor Danny. Oh, oh Pino, poor man. Wow, wow. 
Well, Rihanna, who have you chosen? I have chosen Worf when he's in his sneaking around chain of command outfit. <laughs> I am shaken. He looks so good. He's got his backpack on. He's got his belt, um, which I need to fix because it's kind of coming off. And he's Rihanna. in all black. Where did you get him? I need him. eBay. I've been collecting more like niche action figures and sometimes they go for like 20 bucks, 12 bucks, just depends, you know, eBay. See, and now I need the set. I need Beverly Worf yes. and Picard in their <gasps> sneaky outfits. That would be a oh, dream come true. <laughs> my god, that's what I want. That's what I want. Yes. Ashlyn, who did you blindly choose from the wall over there? <laughs> I chose Mr. Saru. <laughs> he looks great. He's so long and gangly. I He's love him. He's very gangly. Yeah, which reminds me that we have a date for season five yes. of Discovery. Sadly, the final season will be debuting in April 2024. And Ooh. in order to prepare for that, remember all those months ago we were talking about how we are co-hosting with Strange New Pod a farewell to disco tour so the week leading up to the release of the first episode of season five we will have a podcast celebration where we have a bunch of different podcasts contribute to the festival it'll be a week long some shows will be live some shows will be pre-recorded but released during the day so the entire week you can just be prepping for disco and celebrating it with us so we will have some more information about that coming soon just keep an eye on our page as usual and we'll be making periodic updates in the pod as well i am so so thrilled that's gonna be just such an amazing time to hang out with Strange New Pod and all of you listeners. So be looking forward to more info. Yes. So now that we have our friends, Ashlyn, thank you for telling us about your update of your action figures. And now that we have our watch list, which is just Mirror Mirror. <laughs> watch list done. Nice job, we're, Rihanna. <laughs> we're ready to start talking about Mirror Mirror. Wow. Okay, here we go. Bearded Spock. <laughs> That's what it's all about. No, okay. So in the very beginning, I sound like reading from the Bible. Um, yes. Ah. In the beginning, God created a magnetic storm. No, um, <laughs> ion storm. They are chilling on a planet. Kirk and Scotty, Ahura, and McCoy are talking yeah. to a civilization called the Hulkins. And they are asking them for some dilithium crystals or like to start some kind of trade negotiation to get the crystals because they're important to power the starship. And the Hulkins refuse and they're like, you could force it from us. And Kirk's like, no, man, like it's fine. <laughs> and so when they are beamed up, there's a crazy, Kirk calls on the surface a magnetic storm. Later, we learn that it's an ion storm. I was like, Kirk, are you okay? Um, <laughs> maybe they're just trying to like explain. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and so they are beamed up during the storm. And when they reappear for like one second on their enterprise, and then th they're phased out again, and then they finally fully materialize on the ISS enterprise in the mirror universe. Ashlyn, thank you for that introduction. Let's talk about the effects of this transition because what? 
<laughs> we have a classic TOS effects going on here when they try to beam up and the Enterprise switches back and forth rapidly. Um, <laughs> I guess to show you that this is the change, that the Enterprise that is mirrored now. Just something's going on, you know. Something crazy. <laughs> Um, it's really good. Go rewatch that opening sequence before the intro. It's fantastic. Um, so yes, Ashlyn, like you so well or so beautifully said, they get beamed aboard the ISS and their clothes are now changed. <laughs> okay, this is this amazing. Is my first question. <laughs> this is I yeah, I was like, their clothes also switch. <laughs> <laughs> so Kirk like was wearing that slutty little green um <laughs> v-neck yeah, her has a crop top on she has yeah. like basically a bikini type uniform no literally and spock <laughs> it has a beard we see he the old... spock's wearing nothing slutty very disappointing no i mean he has kind of the dripping v but there's a shirt underneath so. <laughs> the, the effect is ruined up. yeah <laughs> Um, Ashlyn, the most important question maybe of this episode, Spock with a beard, hot, not hot, smash pass. Hmm. So he's intriguing, isn't he? Be <laughs> Her little bearded Spock. Um, <laughs> I, I really get ace vibes from him and so yeah. out of respect i'm gonna pass <laughs> but he looks good he does look good mm -hmm. and it is jarring when we flash back to our spock and he looks so clean shaven he does he looks it's, like a baby almost yeah he's like a yeah. little tiny baby like nimoy literally like just got the razor off his <laughs> face you know and they yeah. filmed him yeah like very yeah. fresh so it's very jarring and i think you know of course ethan peck like rocked the spock beard for a while in discovery yes oh um, yes overall yeah i'm gonna say pass but i do admire the beard rihanna what could your answer possibly be <laughs> I'm smash. Oh, I'm okay, smashing. yeah. <laughs> um, there's no question. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious because um, controversial, but I prefer Riker clean shaven. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> I know it's wrong, but I'm a lesbian, and so I prefer pretend. <laughs> I prefer to not interact with beards. Um, not that I don't like you know men do whatever you want. People who have a beard grow a beard if you want. I just don't ever often find it attractive, but really anything Spock does is attractive to me. I just, I can't explain Spock, it. He breaks all of your rules. Everything. Yeah. That I believe in. Um, also, I, I just saw that our, our episode derailed again by hot Spock was trending <laughs> and, and this, like this keeps Wait, happening. Wait, is this the same, the same yeah. episode title? We, we keep getting derailed by hot Spock. So <laughs> it's, it's how it goes. Um, so good to know thank you for your insights but if he is ace then of course pass but um yeah i, I guess that's that's my way of saying just pass <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. i'm good yeah okay um, yeah so yeah. so no reason why the clothes should switch no it's hilarious and it shows us just what a different era they're in and i do think i love this opening scene because it gets to the point so quickly like we're barely spending a minute with the hulkins and then mm -hmm. it's boom here we are in the mirror universe we see that spock has a knife on his belt they all have sash sashes they're literally giving nazi salutes mm -hmm. 
So it tells you everything is completely wrong. And then at the very end, they, that's when they zoom in on Spock's beard. And that, as if that's like the main reason oh, the why, why everything's wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <gasps> you'll never guess what happened. <laughs> I think honestly, we're like, I remember seeing this as a kid. And of course, you know, people who saw this in real time, I'm sure it was a, a wildly huge effect. Um, I remember seeing it as a kid and being like, this is completely different. Spock would never let his beard, like, he would never let a beard grow. He's too clean shaven. He's too, like, I don't know. There's just, like, an implication that the beard means something sinister, and that is hilarious to me, that that is sort of what we all just agreed on, because Spock is the one with the beard. So funny. Yeah, absolutely love. So yeah, so right away, I'm very impressed by Kirk and how he's able to handle this situation. He is cool as a cucumber and he has a way of responding simply yet convincingly and has a way of like turning the phrase back at whoever's asking so he can kind of just pass by unnoticed mm -hmm. and i'm just i'm just really admiring him in this situation and like he's instantly doing the salute almost a little too quickly you know yeah <laughs> like oh, eager good. to do it i'm like buddy um yeah. but he gets the gist of what's going on and i just think it's a really important it's a really cool moment for him yeah, and he does it in a way that also is trying to glean information, too. He's like, I'm going to ask this question back kind of thing, and he's vague about things. But also, I'm just impressed, too, by all of them are able to just, like, pretty much keep their cool. I mean, even when Bearded Spock uses Mr. Kyle's own agonizer on him, like, this is... This is the thing that's so crazy is that each have their own agonizer on their belt and at any time they can be used against them like it's showing that the agonizer is not really for their protection or for their vengeance it's for their own harm like against a superior officer kind of thing it's so crazy it's just TOS using these amazing metaphors and just being so cool right in these opening moments showing the cruelty of this universe and also the sort of like system that's enabling the cruelty the system of power that's here that is still remarkably similar to the system of starfleet like the command structure is really similar but the ways in which they gain the command structure and that they you know their actions are so different so just insane the way they're setting this up so well done i think that one of the things that may be a complaint about tos sometimes is they spend too long on like certain things or sometimes it's like okay this episode did not have to be 50 minutes you know at least when i was a kid especially i was like i am falling asleep watching this but now especially these kind of episodes that are written so well and the pacing is so so well done like it's laying everything out so intentionally and every scene that we have is devoted to a different exploration of the universe and how our characters from the prime universe like deal with everything yes rena thank you so much for saying this i was thinking the exact same thing like this is one episode to me uh, not not the only one but one episode of tos that does not feel like 50 minutes. This one yeah. always goes by so quickly because mm -hmm. every single second is exciting and there's 
pressure and uh, like high stake consequences if they can't get home. And they have this two sets of countdowns that are going on. Like it is chaotic and absolutely like one of the best Star Trek episodes. And I think the way that they set up this universe so quickly and so so easily that is it's universally understood by everyone. Like you could be watching this mirror, your first ever mirror episode and understand everything you need to know just in these first couple of minutes. And that is just such tight storytelling. The knife on Spock's belt, like, like you said, like Spock uses Kyle's agonizer on himself. We see that there are uh, there's a very tight chain of command, like when Kirk, uh, in a couple of minutes, we see that he does not want to destroy the Hulkins because that's what Spock says his orders are. Clearly, okay, go down, talk to the Hulkins. If they won't agree to give us the dilithium crystals, we will completely wipe out the entire planet and take the crystals by force. That's Kirk's orders. Um, yeah, it's still called Starfleet. Yeah, which we need to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still called Starfleet. I think Sulu says Starfleet at one point, and mm -hmm. even Spock. So mm -hmm. the organization they're serving is under Starfleet. So that's crazy. That they call the Empire. Yeah, yeah. the Empire is Starfleet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just like let that sink in. Right? <laughs> you know how like dystopian writers are always like, oh, or you know, readers are like, oh my gosh, like wow, you're writing about this crazy distant future, and they're like, no actually wrote this about something that's already happened and people are like what you know I'm like that's star trek bro like <laughs> this crazy i don't know i just think oh i just can't believe that it's called starfleet it's still called starfleet and i never remembered that yeah like, i all. know i always thought it was called like street fleet or something completely different <laughs> i always thought it was just called like the empire or something like yeah vague <laughs> like there's like star wars or something you know yeah i i think also this episode really stands out and the, why the why the mirror universe is so effective in star trek is because it's the antithesis of the utopia that the rest of the show mm -hmm. is portraying and so it makes me think are are we as 21st century citizens are we closer to the utopia or to the mirror universe and right. i feel like right now we're somewhere right in the middle and like we have elements of both and it's just it's you know it's two ways that we could go and i i don't know i'm scared <laughs> i'm scared about which way we're going but yep. you never know um yep and so that's why i think it's just such a brilliant concept because instead of kind of having these episodes that kind of like hit you over the head with the like the wokeness <laughs> in tos mm -hmm. and the woke mm -hmm. 60s um this one does it so subtly it's yeah. just brilliant Oh man, I can't wait to talk more about some more of these elements that are popping up as the episode goes on, goes on. I also feel like it's really cool how Kirk's log always starts with Stardate Unknown. It gives very much a Twilight Zone vibe, but it also is just like, now that he knows he's in this like parallel mirror universe, technically the Stardate would be the same. But I think to him, it's such a foreign universe that he just wants to keep that separation. He's like, unknown. <laughs> he could he could easily look it up and see He's what dramatic. The is, He's know? dramatic. He's dramatic. <laughs> yeah. McCoy's like, Jim, be a realist. You know the star date. I have a star date for you, Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no bones. <laughs> unknown. <It's> unknown. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's so good. It's so Twilight Zone because then he goes on to call the universe brutal and savage. Um, so 
Can I just say also, this has got to be the record. And someday I would love to do some kind of like graph about this. But I think this is the fastest that they ever figure out the plot. Because um, yes. in TOS, it typically takes them about 30 minutes to figure out how to like even what's going on. And this is yes. like within like right after the intro is when they officially like Kirk has this discussion. He's like, we must be in a parallel universe adjacent or something yes. um he never says mirror and the mirror universe is never said in this episode and so right now it's just like alternate universe but obviously it's called yeah. mirror mirror right i think that that is what's so cool about the mirror universe and about star trek if you think about star trek as a fandom one of the most like famous sayings is be me up scotty but that was never a star trek actual quote you know similarly like we call it the mirror universe but yet it was never called the mirror universe in the original you know i think only later on maybe deep space nine maybe later but it's still called mirror in all of these titles you know and so this is their show of like we are honoring the first the mirror mirror you oh, know um, yes that's the which key is word. Such a, yeah which is such a cool title in general you know i think to sort of like not only is this an exploration of this mirror universe, but it's an exploration of Kirk and the, and the characters who come here, looking at themselves and how they have to be in order to fit into this universe. Like you said in the beginning, Ashlyn, the circumstances is what makes these people, is what makes the mirror universe different and is what makes it more brutal and savage, as Kirk says. Um, okay, I'm getting inspired. I think let's talk about Kirk in the mirror universe. Yes. So at some point when Kirk, is, this is still kind of in the first ha half of the episode, there's, a, you know, they make a plan where Ahura goes onto the bridge to try to figure mm -hmm. out what his orders are. And Scotty is down in engineering trying to rig, try or trying to deactivate the phasers essentially so they yeah. can't fire on the uh, civilization below. And so Kirk and McCoy are in Kirk's quarters and McCoy is asking the really important questions. He's asking, what are we in this universe and what are our doubles doing? in our universe and so this is when kirk goes through and he's like well let's find out and he's like list personnel ship personnel and the computer begins reading off and also the the mirror computer is a man which i thought was interesting yes. because it's yes. a woman yes. in ent or in tos so or in tos it's a case it's a woman normally and it's major mm -hmm. runberry in prime mm -hmm. um so i was like huh okay so there's much more patriarchy yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah well, there is that whole study that like a lot of things that are commands are by like are voiced by men um, because people respond to male commands more or like well, like listen to men more. I'm like, oh, interesting. Interesting that they added that in. That's such a good tidbit. Again, like you said, not hit over the head, just like there for people to analyze for people to yeah come to your own conclusions about that but for i people you know, to make a podcast about that it. that yeah. really that really <laughs> stood out to me but anyway so it, the things that the computer is listing is like kirk slaughtered all of these people and mm -hmm. he like rose to power through brutality and was rewarded for killing by getting you know a control command of a starship because he killed uh captain pike which is wild that they said mm -hmm. that you know drop that bomb and 
yeah so so we're talking about circumstances so this is the environment that kirk was created in he was encouraged to do these really brutal things rewarded for it and now he is a really you know formidable person that he has his own guards spock and marlena keep saying that he's very like like pragmatic and like always thinking 30 steps ahead i'm thinking about like chess kirk you know walking books walking books yeah he would be and is very powerful in this situation. Oof, yeah, like you said, this isn't the opposite of yourself. It's still yourself. And McCoy even said, like, this is a stain that I spilled acid on three years ago. What? You know, like, that your actions can be so similar that you're still going to spill that stain. Even in this, like, universe where he says, like, he heard the people making bets on who was going to pass out first without the anesthesia you know and oh it's just crazy and so i'm like yeah hearing all that stuff that kirk did especially thinking about tarsus four and thinking about like what he experienced at the hands of someone like his mirror counterpart i think it was said like thirty thousand people at one point kirk just like wiped out in the mirror universe and so i think that probably hit him hard too because he was just like stop Like, I get the picture, essentially, of who I am here. But even when he still tries to be bad, he can't, of course, he can't kill. And he doesn't, he has to find these ways to circumvent destroying the planet below. And find ways to circumvent Starfleet's orders and Spock's suspicion. And then Marlena's suspicion, too. So it's just really wild what he's having to deal with. And it's understandable that they see through him because people are going to see through when you're showing compassion in a world that isn't compassionate, you know, they see it as weakness. So it Mm -hmm. seems like Kirk is getting weak all of a sudden. And that's why Chekhov attempts the assassination because he's like, Oh, I'm literally going to jump you immediately at like you, you trip once and Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm out to get you. Insane. You're so right. Yeah, that was definitely reactionary. And he had people ready. He had an assassination plan in place exactly for that trip up moment. Like, Chekhov is devious. Maybe you do want him on your team. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on what you want out of this universe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Marlena should side with Chekhov. Like, if he still is alive, he's very ambitious. You you Um, know, Ashlyn. I'd also be curious, this is sort of random, but do you think that this Starfleet in the mirror universe has money and still has currency? Or do you think they're still, it seems like they're still like principles of no currency, but I'm curious. No, I I mean, now, to be honest, I have not rewatched the other Mirrorverse episodes in Mm -hmm. most of the series, of course, Disco. So I have no idea if there is money or not i would guess that there is because i kind of think it's like if humans went as bad as they can go exactly and mm-hmm. we would all be kind of ferengi type people agreed yes um is my Literally thought agreed on the emphasis on the greed <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah i think so but it's interesting because they don't really discuss it because no. you know you don't have time in this 50 minutes no they don't so you know we're talking about who kirk is in this mirror in this mirror universe and how he became that way and there is a moment where we flash to 
the Enterprise with clean shaven, freshly shaven Spock. <laughs> and he has everyone locked up in a brig and they're just going crazy. Like they're just yeah. yelling. It's <laughs> it's like why are they all yelling you know like they're really angry that spock has locked them up and kirk is screaming his head off he's like where's your beard what's going on which is you know the best question and the most important one like the beard is the only thing that's holding this universe together for kirk (laughs) yeah it's the most funny to me because of the rapid fire questions you know he's like what gives you the right to lock me in here? I'm your captain. Where are we? Where are these outfits? Where's your beard? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what it is. (laughs) And then he starts trying to bribe Spock. So this is, I guess it is a mention of like, he mostly offers like power, resources, that kind of stuff. He's like, I can get you Captain Spock. Come on. <laughs> With, which, if you know your Mirror Spock enough, you also know that this, that Mirror Spock does not want to rank up. Still. Okay, so, so here, this comes to my, this brings me to my complaint because mm-hmm. I wish that Shatner had thought a little bit about this and yeah. played it way more coolly, you know, yes. because I'm, when I see, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> when I see them just yelling, yeah. <laughs> That's like, that's all they're doing. I'm completely disinterested. Oh, it's so black and white that the evil people are like acting like crazy and evil. So, you know, sounds right. It would have been so interesting if Kirk or if Shatner had played it like he was very cunning and he was trying to like whittle information out of Spock. And of course it wouldn't work. Like Spock will outwit Kirk most likely in every situation. But I I just wish that it just had been a bunch of yelling. agreed because it seems to invalidate yeah. it, it it like invalidates the fact that they are supposedly in this other universe kirk is so cunning and like you said always thinking 10 steps ahead and all, everything and then it's like well then you see this kirk and he's just like where's your beard <laughs> can i buy you out <laughs> what can i do to buy you out like, essentially he's like, panicked and this kirk like has seen so much in his life like there's yeah. no way he would be i think he'd be lorca esque you know yes. he would he would fit in and he would be like hmm mm-hmm. what can i learn you know yeah i agree it's it's enough of an inconsistency of what their characters could be you know I think it was cool to watch Nichelle in the background just getting like riled up you yes, know like I loved yes. that because we know that Arahura is just so not like a person to get well, I mean she can if she was but like still I don't think that unless she's like saying sorry neither you know yeah. she doesn't get angry or frustrated as viscerally as just like mirror universe one would yeah, and really, like, that's my only complaint in this episode, but it was definitely something I was thinking about, like, I wish I could see Kirk, like, show how he got that power by how he interacts with Spock. But honestly, this episode doesn't have time for it because we no. have to flash right back to the Mirror Universe, and I think we get the first hint of Spock's, I don't want to say humanity, but Spock's, like, logic or Spock's empathy that he seems to share with his baby-faced counterpart. Because mm-hmm. when he hears that the Hulkins are not willing to share their dilithium crystals, and Spock says, it's a pity that this race has chosen suicide. 
And that's not a sentence that I expect from someone who's, you know, supposedly like bloodthirsty. He's like, dang, they've chosen suicide. Like, guess we have to slaughter them. Like, it's clear that Spock does not take pleasure in executing this order, but he has to do what he's told because he's being a good officer. Yeah, I think the logic of command outweighs the like logic of like ethics here for him. And this is how he survives the world and how he maintains his rank and also why he doesn't rank up because I think the logic of ethics would peek in a lot more. Yeah, but I think this is the first hint that we drop. And do you want to you want to just talk about Mirror Spock right now? Love to. I, okay. I love nothing more. Okay, go um, for it, Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, so like I was just saying about his logic and why he maintains his position as first officer, I think it's for completely different reasons than our little baby Spock. Baby Spock, I think, just wants to be... He he, he, wants he wants to, to not be called a baby. I <laughs> think yeah, it was disturbing. <laughs> not disturbing. I was like, wait, I can't I keep thinking about baby Spock. Um, do, 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 do. Baby Spock. <laughs> I think that no, it's just interesting how they can have the same decisions with completely different motivations, you know. And I think that Mirror Spock wants to stay where he is, so he doesn't have to face the ethics of his decisions, and he can just think about rank and command and how he his place is in that structure and in that like in the scheme of things you know in the world that he's in but since Spock has the ability to flourish and he Spock our Spock has the ability to flourish not really even under like under his father or under some crazy dictatorship you know from the mirror universe he still chooses not to take a higher command and I just think it's really interesting like to see that they in circumstances in different circumstances still choose the same actions Spock doesn't want to be a leader even though he is yeah. one and sometimes those mm -hmm. are the best leaders he mm -hmm. he does not seek command and he says even in the show several times I don't want the burden of captaincy that's why he's not killing Kirk and that's why it's working well on this ship I think because mm -hmm. he says also that him and Kirk have a very good working relationship and they're both able to achieve what they want to achieve together because Spock doesn't want to be captain and he really respects Kirk it seems like like the fact I know we're kind of jumping around on the plot a little bit but the fact that Spock warns Kirk like hey I just got a order from Starfleet that I'm supposed to kill you if you do not kill the Hulkins before mm. dawn. So that's the first time limit that they have. This first mm -hmm. stress is Spock is supposed to murder Kirk in the morning. Yeah. And it's, and Marlena says it too. Like, he is the best man on the ship. Like, what a true loyal friend mm -hmm. to warn you that, look, I have to carry out these orders. Like, in I love any... that they're in love in every universe. Like, they, oh, is, Rihanna, oh. they really are. They really are. <laughs> Ashlyn was like, wait, say your thing about the being married. It was too good. Oh, well, I, yeah, I was texting Rihanna. I was like, what if? Because I, I tend to think like after a muck time is like when they got official or they just like got married. They're like, whatever. Mm -hmm. we, we seem like we're working well. And so like, what if they were newlyweds in Mirror Mirror? And so <laughs> the way Kirk is like looking at bearded Spock, he's like, wow, you're just like my husband. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are, are really pretty the same. Yeah. <laughs> 
a Murgle, but like this yeah. is so nice of you to warn me, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. And so after that, we learn that Kirk in the Mirror Universe has been able to get rid of his enemies via this like surveillance and eliminator device thing that he has in his quarters. Tantalus, yeah. <laughs> like what the hell? Where he can essentially look at anyone look at anyone within the proximity of I think the ship or whatever who knows how far this reach goes of this device but you can he can surveil them and then there's this button that literally just eliminates them from existence like they just vanish and so that's how Kirk has ranked up and killed you know is just by surveilling and then murdering people and then becoming captain of likely this is probably still the flagship so i just think it's so crazy that they have this surveillance device and they use aggression and fear as intimidation and they have people crawling up the ladder for like with fear and death it's not out of real ambition it's just out of like to be on top so you're not hunted anymore but then you still are because you're on top so it's like this war of craving power but also living in constant fear. Like, of course it's not sustainable. And this is what we're gonna learn at the end of the episode. But anyway, it's just fascinating to see the surveillance device and see how far it could go if fear is used as an intimidation tactic. Yeah, well, and I think power is the key word here. It's said a lot in this episode. We're gonna say it a lot in the coming couple months because power is the real currency of the mirror universe. Mm -hmm. And I think the system is built very much on purpose that you are in a, you have a terrible life, you know, like you are being hunted and hated your whole life. But if you rank up in the system, it begins to reward you and you get to dream about having power to enact revenge on the people below you mm, so it's a yep. cycle of i this was done to me by the government i want to become the government to do it to others Oof. and that is how this wheel turns and at the end of the episode i'm just going to talk about this now because we're i'm in this mode at the end of the episode kirk has this speech that he gives to spock that is kind of he's trying to empower him Kirk says, in that time, I have something to say. How long before the Halkin prediction of galactic revolt is realized? Spock says, approximately 240 years. The inevitable outcome? The Empire shall be overthrown, of course. And Kirk says, the logic of waste, Mr. Spock. The waste of lives, potential, resources, time. I submit to you that your empire is illogical because it cannot endure. I submit to you that you are illogical to be willing to be a part of it. And Spock says, you have one minute and 23 seconds, classic Spock. And Kirk says, if change is inevitable, predictable, beneficial, doesn't logic demand that you be a part of it? One man cannot summon the future, Kirk says, but one man can change the present. Be the captain of this enterprise, Mr. Spock. Find a logical reason for sparing the Hawkins and make it stick. Push till it gives. You can defend yourself better than any man in the fleet. And then Scotty's like, Captain, get in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop giving this speech, bro. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk says, um, let's see, what will it be? Past or future, tyranny or freedom? It's up to you. Uh, and then he says, in every revolution, there's one man with a vision. And Spock says, Captain Kirk, I shall consider it. Yes. Oh, my God. Would I tell you, this is the episode I didn't know I needed. Like, this is incredible. It's so cool. 
what a speech what a kirk's top 10 i feel like this yeah. is just so good and especially speaking to someone who's been in these conditions for so long and who is in the thick of it you know and that spock, spock is yeah yeah and that spock is still able to say like i will consider it or i will think of it what did you say it was yeah i will consider it yeah i i think what's also impressive is that kirk is able like just from spending you know a good 40 minutes in the mirror universe he is able to grasp it completely and understand mm -hmm. like okay i have some recommendations for some changes and he puts it in such an eloquent way. It's such a good speech. I, I, I think like in terms of Spock's evolution, it does make me curious what happens mm -hmm. next for Spock. Does he take Kirk's advice? Does he just continue along the path that he's on? You know, like if this Kirk hadn't come into the universe, would things have, like, how would things be different? You know? I would be so interested to see the trajectory of that see if anything is mentioned in the upcoming mirror universe episodes about it yeah which i don't know like i said i don't have a mm -hmm. i don't have a memory of this specifically but no, me neither i have heard people theorize that maybe like spock tried to change and maybe was killed because the fact that the mirror universe still exists mm -hmm. means that he probably wasn't able to do anything about it but and we're not talking about this episode, but in um, in Tomorrow, 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 where Kirk is in an alternate universe, Spock is the captain of like this Vulcan fleet ship. And so mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he left, if he left Starfleet, at least after Kirk's discussion. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. It's interesting to think about. And I love that they leave that for us to think about and theorize, would Spock do it? Yeah, and still above it all, he still says, like, we need to get you back to your universe and get me back my captain. Yes. Which is very cute, by the way. Yes. <laughs> he still wants his captain back, even though we've heard how cruel his captain is. I think that seemingly, even in this mirror universe, they have an understanding. <laughs> He's like, where's your beard? You know, they clearly know <laughs> each other well. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um I think, can we talk about some of these other side characters? Like, I would love yes. to talk about, um, first of all, just just briefly talk about McCoy. Because yes. I, there's some great McCoy moments in here. And he's someone in the series, like, when I think about Star Trek, he's he's always got something to say. He is always kind of the antithesis of Spock, very witty. But in the Mirror Universe, he seems completely tame compared to everyone around him and McCoy is surprisingly soft in this episode and yeah. instead of this bickering side of him that we always see he's very you know he can be very hostile he is completely appalled by the conditions of his medical lab not only is it like completely disorganized and stuff is just <laughs> randomly yeah. all over the place he's like he's like this is a mess but also he I think he's really having a hard time being here because like he, he was clearly struggling seeing the like nurses betting on, you know, how long like injured patients could survive the pain like Rihanna was talking mm -hmm. about earlier. And when bearded Spock in the like kind of climax of the episode gets injured by Ahura and Kirk, um, go girly. <laughs> yes. Because there's a big old fight. And that was cool. McCoy is like, get me, get him up on this bio bed. We have to save him. 
And Kirk's like, are you like, okay, for real? And, but he lets him, he's like, okay, good idea. But Scotty's like, dude, we got to go. Because again, the, the, se- <laughs> the second time limit is that the ion storm is like a factor. And so they only have a certain window to get the transporter on during the ion storm, hopefully at the same time their counterparts do to get them out of this universe and switch back. And I think that timeline is like, they like, 20 minutes or something it's like however long the episode is left yeah (laughs) and and so mccoy despite this despite the fact that if he takes too long he might be stuck here forever he chooses to save spock's life in sickbay and i i just love seeing the side of mccoy because yeah he has some snarky comments but he is the most level-headed person in this situation and i think it was so important that he came along i mean kirk did a great job in the mirror universe on his own but i think having mccoy there was kind of the anchor that makes them such a good team too so i just want to just love letter to mccoy because he's he's and also he helps scotty I was going to say that. Engineering, too. He's a doctor, not an engineer. But in this episode, he's an engineer. (laughs) He's got those... Uh, what is what does uh Carl Urban say like ha- those hands surgeon's hands oh, or something hands yeah 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 so like McCoy is wearing a bunch of different hats in this episode and he wears them all fabulously. Agreed, Ashlyn. I really appreciate that he keeps his morals and ethics in this universe where it's easy to break down and easy to feel like well nothing matters because no one treats each other well kind of thing he's still going to help Spock, even if he's the supposed enemy, you know, and that's just so admirable. And of course, stepping out of his comfort zone to help Scotty and, you know, even if it's just being in engineering, sneaking around the ship, using his hypo to knock people out, you know, he's going all over the ship. Um, That was great to see. And him and Scotty working together is so rare, like so, so rare. (laughs) So that was a delight. And Scotty in general, again, I mean, we talked about him in our mirror or in our um, engineering series, just last series, we talked about him in this episode. And it's phenomenal, you know, that he's able to get them out of this universe, able to figure out, help Kirk and Uhura and McCoy figure out what's going on. They all work so well together in this episode. And Scotty is so lucky. It's so lucky that Scotty came along because he can just figure out pretty much any problem so okay here's my question scotty like you know with mccoy we get a sense that his alternate person is you know like likes to torture his patients and things like like that yeah Yeah, like experiment on people but (laughs) what is mirror scotty like (laughs) i wonder that you know the engineers you know like he's just he's definitely all about fixing things like Mm -hmm. Maybe he just yells at his people more. Like maybe he's like <laughs> verbally abusive to people. I, I yeah, I don't. I mean, clearly he's yelling in sick bay, yeah. so he's a yeller. <laughs> but I feel like of all of the people that we have on our away mm-hmm. team, Scotty is probably the closest to his mirror counterpart. I would guess. Yeah. I, maybe he tortures people with the oh, um, <laughs> engineering tools. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like the like a coupler or something, but. <laughs> Oh no, I'm gonna get ha- stabbed with a hydra spitter like Garrick or whatever. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Yeah. I was so I think also as we kind of talked about before, Scotty's doing all of his engineering, 
and he is attempting to block the phasers so they can't fire on the Hulkins, but he's stopped by a guard, a security guard, who's like, this guy's just trying to get to engineering to do his job. And because he doesn't have orders from security chief Sulu, he is not allowed to even go in there and do unauthorized repairs. And so this also tells me a lot about how this society is functioning is that things that are like necessary repairs can all have to be approved via the security chief that's insane like does sulu first of all like is that functional like does sulu have the security knowledge to understand like what is important and what is not right and obviously scotty's trying to like literally like rig the ship so like (laughs) it it totally works like sulu's Mm -hmm. methods are effective but it seems like that would be a lot more work for sulu like he has to monitor everything that has to be done with the enterprise (laughs) And if yeah. Scotty is like any any kind of way similar to how he is in the Prime Universe, he's jerry rigging the you know what out of the Enterprise. So totally seems like very like just adds more complication than is deserved. But also the society yeah. is like hyper trying to be paranoid. secure, I guess hyper paranoid. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And at one point Scotty goes, "Mr. Sulu is the security chief, like the ancient Gestapo, <laughs> like literally." so so crazy also that that line cracked me up because there's no security chiefs it it seems like in prime in the prime universe like in tos but in every other star trek series there is a security chief and (laughs) so the the gestapo line is just like off-putting you know like i know what he's trying to say but i was like oh (laughs) what wait yeah (laughs) yeah so that was really interesting i thought sulu's role in this whole episode is just like creepy to the max like the ultimate red flag is mirror universe sulu it's like dang did they have no plans in this mirror universe that you could study to make him like happy and joyful like no <laughs> Rian, on, they sir? must have destroyed earth like what is plant yeah, life you know true yeah it's it's nothing yeah <laughs> sorry i thought about climate change and got really- <laughs> looked into the void um don't you love our comedy podcast (laughs) don't you love these two hilarious sisters talking about the ancient gestapo (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um yeah sulu creepy vibes creepy um sexist assault vibes i don't know how else to say it just all over like the scar i thought just like the whole look his hair part like they did a really good job of like (laughs) okay making him seem sinister (laughs) do you want to hear something brianna now i'm gonna pose a question to you Mm -hmm. mirror sulu smash or pass pass are you kidding me (laughs) pass you think he's hot smash for me yeah But he's so creepy. He's okay, so I mean, creepy. not his personality, but like, okay, fair. He's just he looks alone. good. Okay, no. No. <laughs> the hair part, the the everything is not working. For I me. don't know. I kind of love the chaotic energy because, like, he's trying to like. I mean, yeah, he's really creepy, and it's it's not it's not good. Okay, Rihanna's giving me this look like <laughs> I'm about to be canceled. Um, <laughs> But I, it's it's like he's, it's like he's has so much power, and he like has such ambition. But he's bad with the ladies, 
and he doesn't know why he's bad with the ladies and something about that dichotomy like makes me love him you know because That's he fair, yeah. he understands the world but he does not understand women and i'm like let's explore that buddy like let's smash and we'll we'll, we'll talk about this You're like, I'll teach you. <laughs> yeah, that no, I mean, hilarious, dude. I, I'm way over analyzing Sulu because what he is is a cut and dry villain in this episode. Yes. It's great to see George Takei's like acting reach that because mm -hmm. Sulu does the same stuff in every single episode. He's like, I'm going war five, you know, like yeah. <laughs> he doesn't often yeah. get a chance to spread his wings and do something really fun. I think about the naked time as like yep. his other big moment. But and then he's like, that's Gertrude. <laughs> like, I did love that scene. <laughs> I just plant. recently rewatched The Man Trap, and it's just, <laughs> that, that scene is delightful. But yeah, he doesn't really get a lot of other times to shine. No, so this is so fun. And also to see the interplay between him and Ahura, because initially, Ahura goes into it, and she's talking to Kirk, and she's nervous. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be on the bridge alone with all of the Mirror Universe people, which, same, girly, like, also yeah. same. But she's like, whatever, you know, she just does it. And well, also because Kirk is like, you're the only one who can. <laughs> well, so. yeah, he's he's trying to encourage her. So yeah. she she goes for it. But she gets more confidence when later, you know, everybody on the away team has something to do. And Ahura's job in the second half of the episode is to distract Sulu because, like we mentioned, he is security chief Sulu. And so he can monitor, like, what's going on in engineering via this like security board that he has and so her job is to distract sulu and i absolutely love the way that she does it because yes again power is the key word here because she mm -hmm. is saying like oh mr sulu you're not playing the game and the mm -hmm. game is like you like you come for me and then I reject you and then you come back, but you didn't come back. And she's like, yeah. like running her knife across his face. Like, yeah. where did this acting come from? Like she she seemed so worried before and now she's complete 180, got this like gravitas and power. Yeah. yeah, she turned it on, exactly. And like Sulu can't look away. He's like, oh my God, <laughs> like what yeah. is happening? <laughs> Totally misses the alert. Luckily, Chekhov's in the agony booth, I guess. <laughs> or else he would have seen it. Um, surprised that they don't have people to immediately replace them. Maybe it's because everyone's killing each other off. Who knows? Um, well, so Kyle is normally, like in the Prime Universe, yeah. he's like Chekhov's replacement. But Kyle was being agonized at, in yeah, the earlier. transporter bay by Spock. So I don't know where Kyle is either. <laughs> like, like, they're... In his quarters or something. <laughs> he's crying. <Recovering>. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm sorry no, to really cry shame Kyle. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would cry too. Are you yeah, no, me? me too, of course. I'm the one who's supposed to <laughs> stay in the corner and not be seen in this universe. <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like, yeah, Sulu and Ahura, this whole scene is so good because, you know, she tantalizes him, then she does that great backhand slap iconic and then just walks the hell out of there you know well, yeah and well and when she slaps him sulu says you take a lot of chances lieutenant and ahura says so do you mister so do you take over for me and she just like tells some random yeah. dude to like take over her post and like yes. such a badass march yes. out of the bridge she's like bye <laughs> yeah talk about someone who can turn it on in the moment get out of a terrible situation 
and just strut off the bridge like that was amazing flawless amazing scene yeah yeah and her overall i think just does a great job in this episode she also is like admitting when she's scared and when she's like stressed to do this thing you know and i really admire that too because it's hard to go in to face something regardless but when you it's it's really hard when you go in when you know you're it's something that you're really fearful of so absolutely well and i think of all the situations this is maybe too broad for me to say but in in star trek in the original series they get into a lot of hairy situations but this is one of the most stressful i feel like and to have a hurrah on this away mission is such an asset to this episode because she gets so much to do and we get to see nichelle nichols absolutely shine and yeah just just shout out we love her it's incredible yeah also mirror mirror ahura oh lord like we would have some fun yeah (laughs) come to my place anytime Mm -hmm. well and also like the thing with um like after her interaction with sulu i when she says like so do you mister i feel like he kind of likes that you know like he, he wants he wants a a lover who's more powerful than him. He wants I to think. be dominated. Let's just yeah, say it as yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. Because he already, he's like climbing the ranks. Like he, everyone gets tired, you know? Sometimes it's yeah. okay to, yeah. I mean, I think the it. power dynamics work a lot in like the sexual and like relationships, the personal, interpersonal relationships that we see on this too. And boy, is that going to be a theme in Deep Space Nine and in Lower Decks, well, even that snippet we get, like, absolutely. So and in this episode, this is brought up, I mean, we've seen and already heard of, you know, people are more sexual, sexualized, and mm-hmm. like, outwardly, like, sexually aggressive towards others mm-hmm. in the mirror universe, but surprisingly, against all odds, we have kind of a love story going on with Kirk yeah. and Marlena. So I think Let's end this episode, Rihanna, by talking about the Marlena aspects of this mirror episode. Yeah, absolutely. So she's just sleeping in Kirk's quarters, which in like absolutely establishes like how she walks around, she gets them drinks, she's like strutting around his quarters. Like it shows her comfortability in this situation and shows their like long term or shows how their relationship has likely been a long-term thing. And she admits to later being a captain, like she likes being the captain's girl, you know, captain's captain's woman. woman. She likes being the captain's woman. And this is another way that I think an an under-talked about way that women in our own society have to climb rank sometimes or are forced to or feel like they have to, you know, in this situation, I think she does it because in one circumstance she likes it and the other keeps her safe you know i mean this is such a harrowing world and a place to exist i'm sure it's even worse for women as we see the way ohura is treated right away and marlene marlena is kind of using that to still climb the ranks still look to be protected enough by a captain yes absolutely well and you know, I think about if this is actually a patriarchal, like extremely patriarchal society, like we've been kind of assuming in the mirror universe, there are limited roles for women. And I mean, this is true in our own history that Mm -hmm. like some of the first jobs that women ever had were prostitutes, you know, or Mm -hmm. like people hired to be 
um, a companion to someone. Mm -hmm. And so Marlena is a pro at this. And honestly, no disrespect to her because she knows what she wants. She wants to be the wife of a Caesar. She literally says it in this episode, like, and she's a hundred percent supporting Kirk in his efforts. And she's blindly trusting him, blindly following him. Can't even tell into, I mean, she, well, she can, I think she can kind of tell. She has a sense that this is not her usual Kirk, but she is willing to trust him to say wow you have your sights set so high Yeah, she explains it away easily because she yeah. trusts him yeah and she admires him so much and clearly like you said they've definitely this is a long-term thing and i think some of the like honeymoon phase magic has burnt out a little bit and mm-hmm. so like when when he's being actually you know doing his kirk charms on her she's like omg you haven't treated me like this in so long Mm -hmm. and so that's really sweet to see you know that this rekindling that's happening in their relationship but the fact that she is so eight like eager to offer up the chance to use the tantalus also says a lot about her drive for power like yes she wants to be the wife of a captain or the wife of mm-hmm. someone powerful but it's because she also wants a share of his power that yes. she will have by marrying into that so she's she's playing the game that was set up for her and she's doing it very well totally agreed ashlyn and it seems like in the mirror universe the role for women is expected for them to be subservient unless they use fear or pain to like crawl out of that a little bit and so it's just really interesting to look closely into marlena as a character um because she follows kirk even though he is acting suspicious and i think either it's a part of her wanting him to be this person that he's not that he is now in this uh, as prime kirk or as she says later just like wants to be sort of away from it all and she literally asks him to take her with them and it breaks my heart every time i see this scene because to think of somebody trapped in this universe especially like a woman in a role where you're kind of only expected to do one of two things one of three things maybe like there's not as much room to to just be you know you have to be in these certain roles and i think it's especially the role that she's playing is so intense and she plays it well but she's tired i think you know and especially seeing that there is an out gives her that opportunity to be like wow maybe i could have another life or i could see another life for me and that's like so crazy you know i think it's so interesting and a lot of what Star Trek comes down to is the Federation coming in and showing a world that there can be another way to peace or to um, solving all of these different world problems and it either breaking the world apart or, you know, making it whole. And I think for this mirror universe, like if that had been more widespread, like this knowledge of another universe where there wasn't this system of oppression and fear and violence and um, all the above. Um, I think that, you know, more and more people would be clamoring to find ways into that universe. And there would probably be more of that one than you'd expect, you know, because like Spock says, it's not sustainable. 
this universe or this role that the Federation has in it. Exactly right, Rihanna. And, you know, this episode is interesting. It's very unique compared to all the other Mirror Universe episodes we'll be talking about in this series because we literally only see this universe on the Enterprise. So this isn't really a glimpse into what this universe really looks like. It's literally the tiniest possible quadrant that we're looking into. So true. Yeah. And so we don't see any other species like we see spock because he's in vulcan but we have no idea what's going on like with the romulans or the klingons or anyone else except the federation that who's just evil starfleet and you know we're, i so we're going to talk about later in late in later episodes about this far-reaching aspect of the universe but it is interesting to think about like would I feel like all the people who are being oppressed by Starfleet would, of course, search for an escape route. Like you're talking about like, oh, if we can recreate this ion storm, let's all go to the prime universe mm -hmm. and boogie woogie, you know, it, it, it's just interesting to think about like who would totally. instantly like from the pro from the mirror universe that we see even in this episode, who would want to go over there like would Spock. You know, I know two Spocks in one universe is a lot to ask for, but um, <laughs> Rihanna would not. Oh, I was going to say you would not survive that. I don't think. No, that'd be great. Woo. I mean, that's that's 2009 is two Spocks in one universe. Mm -hmm. So one of the episodes actually um have you ever heard of one called the infinite vulcan oh have i <laughs> um yeah i actually did a drawing of mirror universe spock um like touching a mirror kind of glass and saying take me with you you know because i think that there is a, a part of spock that that did want to go with kirk and did want to see what this other life led to knowing that every day he's serving something that will inevitably crumble like that's got to be just like an insane amount of existential crisis just to face on a daily basis but he just follows the chain of command and i don't know it's fascinating to think about all of these different roles how marlena still killed all of those other security officers besides sulu and saved their lives okay like, yeah literally without marlena they would not have left the mirror universe i want to shout out jerome bixby who wrote this episode mirror mirror because i think having such a strong female character who takes up a good portion of the plot yes she is kirk's lover but the fact that she has her own ambition really sets her apart from me of because we, we meet a lot of random female characters totally. in, in the original yeah. series and marlena stands out to me as one of the most cunning and one of the most interesting characters because she has this dichotomy of like she's capable of this love and devotion to someone but also like would do anything for them in a violent way like will mm -hmm. literally murder your enemies for you um yes amazing amazing spouse <laughs> was ready to kill spock like, yeah literally her hand was on the trigger she was like should i kill spock and kirk is like no no calm down <laughs> stop that <laughs> so like this makes me wish that well i know this this can't happen but i was kind of thinking about khan's woman uh in space mm. seed that ends up leaving the enterprise and going with khan marla left and Space Seed is in season one. Marla McIvers, that's right. Space Seed yeah. is in season one, but I thought it would be like so crazy if it was actually like Mirror Marla that Kirk ends up sleeping with. Oh. Um, anyway. Yeah, that'd be a wild. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I yeah it's just just applauding to have her in here like what an intriguing character and what an absolute lifesaver absolutely and I think it's interesting how in this universe she's clearly been on the ship for a very long time and then in the prime universe we see that she has just come aboard like she is a new she's a new officer on the enterprise and kirk and everyone on the mission does a double take they were like oh my god there she is and of course kirk's immediate reaction is to hit on her <laughs> and that's the end of the episode but <laughs> that's fine <laughs> well okay they did the dirty like yeah. he he kind of you know he's seen it all <laughs> he's seen Literally. everything <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so i just think that's interesting like this this marlena has not been on the enterprise a long time and has a different trajectory for sure yeah and Which, where is God, she yeah. now like why is yeah. this making me want to write a fanfic about where's <laughs> marlena in I the prime universe that. is she yes. doing okay what it what ended up happening you know it makes me want to write a fanfic about spock dismantling the mirror universe mirror spock <laughs> like, yes from yes Kirk's inspired speech seriously okay i think Something I also like feel like we have to mention mm -hmm. is the Spock McCoy mind meld. I should have thrown it in. We were talking about McCoy, but that is also like including Marlena. That is the another reason why they're able to get home is that Spock has had enough of this nonsense, and <laughs> yeah. so many things are happening that he doesn't have an answer to. He has to figure out what's going on, and so he does a mind meld with McCoy that is not consensual. And yeah. they talk about this in a lot of star trek that like it, you have to ask in order mm -hmm. to be allowed to invade someone's mind because a mind meld is really overwhelming mm -hmm. and you're sharing your like consciousness with another being yeah like and come so on. fox just like i need to find out what's going on mind meld <laughs> yeah crazy and i think it, it it speaks to him in this universe not asking for permission probably wouldn't even think to is is what's disturbing to me is that this is like perhaps just like oh anyway i'm just gonna find out and even though he just saved my life <laughs> now i'm going to invade his mind like whoa yeah i completely agree with you like he this is what he this is what's normal you know and yeah. mccoy he's extra soft in this episode yeah. i think of all the characters it's really cool to have a mind meld between the two of them though, because we've seen their dichotomy on the show. We know their like friendship chemistry or any kind of chemistry you'd like to read into that. And the scene is really impactful for me because McCoy is like letting someone in, someone who he's had such disagreements with and who he seemingly does not like that much. And yet he, demonstrates that he wants to save Spock's life, save Spock's life in any universe. And he's definitely willing, I think, to give him this information once the mind meld starts. And, you know, like we talked about in the beginning of the episode, like Rihanna said, if you have Spock as your mirror ally, do the mind meld. And then right he, away. Yeah. he will take care of everything on mm -hmm. its own. So Rihanna, if you were Kirk in this away mission, this episode would have been about five minutes long. That's <laughs> <Yes>, correct. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, because yes. Spock would have been like, okay, this is crazy. Get them back on the Bring transporter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I want my my normal Rihanna back. Yeah. Yeah, no, literally. Agreed. Thank you for saying all of that. Yeah. So once they are finally beamed back, Spock is the one to beam them back. Kirk says to Spock, you're a man of integrity in both universes, Spock. Oh, 
that kills me. It's too good. Um, such a beautiful line to acknowledge that, you know, that Spock did indeed do the right thing and is thinking about Kirk's consideration of dismantling the <laughs> mirror universe. And so then Spock beams them back and then we see our regular baby face Spock, cute prime universe Spock. Um, Follicles are all open, ready for yeah. business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is like such a Spurk story because Spock literally goes welcome home to them. Like that is the <laughs> cutest thing I've ever heard. Well, oh. I, I, I think Spock, this is kind of tongue in cheek because he mm -hmm. was just dealing with these yelling people <laughs> in the brig. Yeah. And so he must realize like they have been through an ordeal because they've been interacting with people who are completely opposite to what they're used to. So I love that. Also, I was kind of shocked by this line that Spock delivers at the end because, you know, they're asking him, like, what was it like, Spock? Like, how did you realize that we weren't the right people? And Kirk, Spock was like, it was really easy. <laughs> Let me grab this. It's a great line. Um, Spock says, it was far easier for you as civilized men to behave like barbarians than it was for them as barbarians to behave like civilized men. I assume they returned to their enterprise at the same time you appeared here. Kirk says, probably. However, that Jim Kirk will find a few changes if I read my Spocks correctly. And then a, a little bit later, Spock says, may I point out that I had an opportunity to observe your counterpoints here quite closely. They were brutal, savage, unprincipled, uncivilized, treacherous in every way. Splendid examples of homo sapiens, the very flower of humanity. I found them quite refreshing. Kirk says, I'm not sure, but I think we've been insulted. And McCoy says, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Love McCoy. But also, okay, what do you think? Can we unpack, like, what, is, what does Spock mean? Why does he find their brutality so refreshing? He says, examples of the Homo sapiens at the flower of their species. So I determine this to be, like, examples of Homo sapiens like from the core which is the violence that vulcans also experienced at the beginning of their species and so my guess is he's conflating and being like oh yeah those humans also were barbaric like we vulcans were but we purged ourselves of those emotions so that'll never happen again but those homo sapiens like that's still at their core and he sees enough examples of xenophobia that i assume there's also some of that sprinkled in that bitterness of like y'all suck <laughs> and i was thrown insults all day today so that was sort of my guess is like he's kind of a bitter bitch right now and <laughs> like also makes some very good points though you know like there's still like acts of barbarism within starfleet even if it's more like subtle now i think what he said earlier what you read off about it's far easier for you as civilized men to behave like barbarians than for barbarians to behave like civilized men like, woof, that's so good. That packs such a great punch. And yeah, I think I think honestly, it's Spock being a little bit jaded about what he's just experienced. And I don't know, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't mind it, honestly. I think, yeah, it's definitely an insult, but I don't think it's like, y'all, I'm hanging around with barbarians all day. You know, I don't think he's really pointing to that. I think it's more like the core of humanity that he despises within the core of Vulcans, you know, that like, that are, they're so-called elevated from it when Vulcans still are like also assholes. Anyway, it's, it's crazy. It's so like wild when you get into the weeds about it. No, I love, I love what you're saying, Rihanna. And I think that to add on to it, Spock 
sees right through the humans and he knows that they're basically bullshitting all the time and they are putting out this vision of where this utopia and we have everything right and our federation's perfect but spock sees the flaws and he you know is happy to see the effort that they're putting forth underneath he sees that humanity is constantly fighting this barbarism that is within all of us yes. and so i think probably him saying it's refreshing is like there's no shield on what you mm -hmm. really are you are just raw humans and it's kind of cool to see yeah I can see it just like that yeah yeah and so yeah of course of course they've been insulted but it's true like you said like i'm not mad about this i just think it's such a interesting point like this the end of this episode they packed in like 30 amazing speeches because they're yes. like okay watchers you just saw this mirror universe episode now we're gonna pose a bunch of questions to you and here's your homework for next week you know literally um, i want to make a compilation of all these incredible speeches from yeah, this episode like yeah. Wow. yeah and so it's just interesting to see like we've spent all this time in the mirror universe and then spock over here in our utopia is saying it was refreshing to see you humans at your like most raw and mm -hmm. like that's so Oof. like it's not that's out of place awesome. for spock but it's like out of place and like in a good way for star yes. trek so Agreed. i i love this speech and then you know at the end of the episode like you said we do see marlena too it just this episode mm -hmm. leaves me thinking and i never stop totally. thinking about yes. the mirror universe and all that it implies so yeah mm, juicy yes. Star Trek, it's so good, and I love that TOS gets to be the 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 butt of this, you know, that then yes. like the rest of the series begin to flower on and begin to bloom with. And like I think it's just so cool because like there's so much yet to explore and the writers definitely saw that, you know. So that means that we're gonna be talking more about this, of course. Sorry, TNG. <laughs> they did not the only the closest the thing was yesterday's Enterprise, and I'm sorry, that's not mirror. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, and one of our lovely um, fellow podcasters, Matthew Kaplowitz, who is from Trek Untold, has mentioned that there is indeed um, Star Trek comics, which explore Picard in the Mirror Universe. So there may be a special episode that we can release about that. We haven't talked much about it in detail yet, but there's still opportunity to talk about that as well. But for now, we will talk about Deep Space Nine in the following episode. Oh, oh my gosh. Ah, I think oh it's going to be the longest watch list of this series. Maybe not because of no Discovery, Discovery will be the um, longest one. But it's going to be runner up. There are a lot of episodes to come. A lot for Mirror. <laughs> Let's put it that way. No, nothing on some of our longest watch lists, though. So definitely not. Wow, Rihanna, I, mm, I have a lot to think about. I have to sleep on this episode because... Yeah, this was such a fun conversation, and we have only cracked the surface of the Mirror Universe. This is a little dip in the river of all that we yes. have to go, so I am so excited to talk about Deep Space Nine next week. I'm excited to talk about, like, reasons I thought I was gay. <laughs> yes! Amen! Because, <laughs> like, we're about to turn up the sexy volume. We're about mm -hmm. to turn up a lot of things with Deep Space Nine. So yes. please join us next week to talk about that. 
And I'm just going to say, you know, put a caveat that, you know, episodes should be coming out regularly. If we have a a slip here and there, as always, we love you. We're thinking about you pretty much every day. Like our listeners are our Roman Empire. We think about you always. But at the same time, December is madness as it is for everyone. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as we talked about in the beginning of the episode, if you want a little break from your madness, give us your address and we'll mail you some cool stuff. Yes. uh, hopefully that'll tide you over in uh, in case we do miss a week. <laughs> Absolutely, Ashlyn. And one thing I want to leave our listeners with is thinking about, since we are talking about the mirror universe, and since this episode was called Mirror Mirror, what does it also reflect about us and about our society? And what is Trek trying to tell us in these episodes? I don't know. Yeah. Interesting stuff to come interesting stuff to come also i would love to hear what you all think you would be like in the mirror universe yes so please like we'll make a post about that we would love to hear your interesting (laughs) self dives (laughs) into this world come join us will you be serving on a ship like the spineless rihanna or (laughs) will you join ashlyn and the raiders of the lost (laughs) shuttle recruiting now yes she's forming (laughs) she's forming her allies (laughs) i'm getting a vigilante group together and i want you all to join me (laughs) don't worry the empire will crush you all so we're not talking about star wars even though it seems like we are (laughs) this is not a star wars podcast (laughs) what do you mean rihanna um (laughs) So yeah, thank you all so much for joining me. In particular, I would really like to thank Jordan Hirsch, Megan Chowning, MC Freudis, Spotted Giraffe, Isabel, David Willett, Kurlan Naskos, Wolf Wit, Rick Mason, Anna F., John B., Gil Dara, Jeff Richardson, Never Otter Even, Anna Post, T. Alexander, Ivan Fetch, and Michelle. Thank you so much for being patrons of our podcast. We love you all so much, and this is a reminder that we are in the midst of our Patreon drive. We are trying to get to 23 patrons before the end of the year. We are you 18. You sound like NPR. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. It's because um, <laughs> I know I sound like NPR. I've listened to so many campaigns, and I always end yeah. up donating because they are so convincing. So we are absolutely yes in the mist we've not really talked about it that much but we are pushing to get 23 patrons by the end of the year 23 because it's my lucky number and i'm lursa and i'm the oldest so i get to choose um we are at 18 patrons right now if we get five more by the end of 2024 this is going to help us greatly into our endeavors we have some seriously exciting things coming up like use your imaginations and you might be right about (laughs) about what's coming up for us and so your support is greatly appreciated so thank you to all of our patrons thank you to all of our listeners in general whether you contribute monetarily or not we We love love you you all equally and you're and you're all getting bracelets so yeah look out your address send us your address yeah rihanna this has been a delight and as usual we have recorded an episode that is longer than mirror mirror (laughs) yes that sounds right not surprised we have a lot to say so thank you for being with us on this journey of the mirror universe next week we are absolutely gonna die talking about new space nine so please tune in then and until then don't let the patoks get you down 
Thank you for listening to the Dura Sisters podcast. Please tune in next week for the second episode of our Mirror Universe series, where Ashlyn and Rihanna will discuss the Mirror episodes in Deep Space Nine. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and Twitter to check to see our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes. Someday there might be less social media. Also take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr, TikTok, YouTube, and our merch on Threadless. All links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. By donating $1, $6, $12, or $23 per month, you can become a monthly patron and unlock our exclusive rewards for each tier. You can find all of this and more at patreon.com slash the Jura Sisters podcast. If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the Jura Sisters podcast at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series, pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, death fakeouts, first officers, spooky, the holodeck series, and the engineering series. If you haven't heard a particular series yet, what are you doing? Go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes. Social media, marketing, and editing is done by Rihanna Hurd and Ashlyn Gelman. Our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. You know, yeah. she, she doesn't get that like angry and frustrated in that visceral of a way. Say frustrated. <laughs> and say frustrated. frustrated. Say frust and <laughs> insane like a fucking parrot <laughs> so frustrated Rihanna okay um social media marketing and especially editing is done by me Ashlyn Gelman and Rihanna her just I'm just fucking around just take that out <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing cool because this bitch is getting a graduate degree. You do get um, editing though. <laughs>